Hello and welcome to the Lisbeth Podcast. Once again, I am your host, Tyrone, and this episode today is going to be about um some movies that I saw over the weekend. So you're going to get like a good, decent little movie review. I actually sat down this weekend and took some time out and watched a bunch of movies. And um, so I'm going to give you a little review of what I saw. So the first movie I'm going to talk about is Bombshell. Now, Bombshell is about these women that took on um Roger Ailes, who was the head of Fox News at the time. And... um. You know, it was part of that Me Too movement thing where they, they decided to take them on and to say, you know, that they were sexually harassed and all this and all that. And we know the story, you know, Bill O'Reilly and Roger Ailes and all. We know the story. Like, we know what happened. They got out of the Fox News and we know what happened. So I wasn't really interested in Bombshell. I was like, you know, I wasn't ever really going to watch it. So I'm browsing through movies. I saw it. So I turned it on and I couldn't turn it off. I couldn't turn it off. Like, I was, like, watching. I'm like, okay, I want to see this part. Then I was like, all right, I'm going to turn it off after this. Then, oh, I want to see this part. Oh, what's going on here? Oh, oh, oh. And that's what I was doing throughout the movie. And then I thought about it like, yo, Charlie Theron, Nicole Kidman, Margot Robbie, John Lithgow, Allison Janey, you know what I mean? Malcolm McDowell, Kate McKinnon, Connie Britton. I'm like looking at the names of all these people that I'm seeing in this movie, and I'm like, wait a minute, why wouldn't this movie be good? Look, look at all these people that's in this movie that's like, these people are people that I know from movies and TV that are all that. And then I saw um, Liv Houston in there, and I know her from Santa Clarita Diet, and I liked her. I'm like, yo, she's cool. I liked her on Santa Clarita Diet. I think she's a good actor. And then I saw Bridget Lundy Payne, and she's in there, and I saw her, because I know her from um, Atypical, and that's a, a Netflix thing that I watched a lot. So I'm like, you know what? It's a lot of people in this movie. I don't understand why I didn't want to watch it. So um, at first I thought it was just going to be like one of those Me Too, not not disrespecting the Me Too movement, but I thought that's what it was going to be about. It was going to be one woman decided to say something, then the next woman, and the next woman, and then they finally ousted him. And we know the deal. Oh, this man, he touched my butt. He did this. He did that. That's what I thought the movie was going to be about. But it really... It really wasn't like that. It was really some good, strong acting. It was really some good um, tension. It was a lot of tension because these women actually went through a lot, and it was like it was like the it was like almost normal, and that was disturbing to me that it was almost normal for these women to, to like go through this crap. And I like the way the movie was set up. I'm not going to give you no spoilers, even though we know what happened. We know about it. But if you want to see the movie, I'm not going to spoil it. But I like the way they said Fox was set up. Like, you go to the second floor. <coughs> Sorry. And if you go to the second floor, you got to meet this person. If you go to this floor, it's this person, that person. The way they, they, they broke it down, how the whole office was set up. They broke it down, how the whole structure was done. Everything was done where you start at, where you finish at. And it was like. I didn't understand, you know, you don't get all that from the media. You don't get all that from the real life situations. You only get all that from, you know, you don't know all of that. So I got all that from the movie and I'm like, wow, you know, it was real interesting how Fox News was kind of set up. And then it was interesting how, like, you just, while watching this movie, it was a little bit disturbing because... You know, when you think about the Me Too movement, you think about all these women that have been sexually arrested, all these women that do things and, you know, that have the Me Too movement and, and feel some type of way. And then you watch this movie and these women were like really disturbingly not sticking together. It was like the total opposite of the Me Too movement. It was sort of almost like, 
oh, you can be sexually harassed? Well, don't tell me. I don't want to know about it. I don't want to be a part of it. I don't want to be involved. It, it took a lot for the ball to get rolling on that. It took a lot for these women to come around to saying something about this man. It was like, it was crazy. It was crazy. I don't even want to get into how crazy it was, but it was crazy. It was even crazy to the point that one of the women, then, like, her husband was like, you know, what are we, we got to think about the results of you telling on this man, you know? It was like, we got to eat. Like, honey, you pay the bills. You know what I mean? I don't know what we're going to do. You know, it was kind of like that. It was kind of like her own husband really kind of didn't want her to tell on a man, and then it was like, it had to come out a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit from this person, a little bit from that person. And even, you know, what was crazy is like, even after all of this was coming out, and, and this is like, this really drove me nuts. After all, like, like I said, when we, when we see things in real life and hear about things in real life, Matt Lauer and all the shit that we heard about in real life, we don't get the intimate detail. We just hear about, oh, this guy said this to this woman. He touched this woman's butt. He he looked at her breast. He made her lift her dress up. We only get that, and then we get the feedback. Oh, they sued him. They sued him. And we, we get, oh, 24 women came clean and all that. We didn't get none of what it took to get these women to come clean. I mean, the backstabbing, the lying, the arguments, the whole shit, and then and then what some of these women done and what some of these women didn't do. And then like the whole fight, it was crazy. Like this movie is very, very interesting. Okay. So if you know about the Me Too movement, if you are a woman and you feel any type of way about being sexually harassed in the workplace, any type of way about being harassed by men or being around men or any type of way about even just being put down, even just made to feel like, lesser to feel like these men are above you and better than you you need to watch this movie to see that this shit is crazy yo i didn't understand it was like it was just like how how can this go on how can this happen and how are these people letting it happen and it was normal i mean it wasn't a situation where these women were getting sexually harassed for like you know a couple of weeks or something like that this was like years this was like whole careers whole career built on sexual harassment. And and some people were going to, and it's just crazy how some of these women were good enough to take a stand without taking a stand. You know what I mean? It was like, you know how you take a stand and you say, this guy sexually harassed me. And you tell people, you say, oh, and, and that's a way of taking a stand. It's just say, he did it. He sexually harassed me. I'm, I'm out here. I'm telling on him. I'm not I'm not dealing with it. I'm not dealing with it, blah, blah, blah. And then there was other ways of taking a stand by just saying, yo, I'm not doing it. I'm not fucking you. I'm not giving you no hair. I'm not giving you no hand dress. I'm not lifting my dress up. If you don't like it, fire me. <coughs> and you know, you got to, you know, sometimes you got to count on yourself. You got to say, I'm bankable enough that this man can't fire me, so he needs to leave me the fuck alone. You know what I mean? And that was in the movie, too. It was a lot. And um, I just don't, I don't want to get into detail. I want to tell you so bad, like, how this movie progressed and everything that happened because it was so good. But I can't tell you because I want you to, I actually really do want you women and some of you men that think that your shit don't stink. Some of you men that might not realize what you're doing to these women to watch this movie and understand it. It's complicated. It's really is complicated and bad out here for these women. I was shocked. So I want you to watch this. I don't want to give up no details, but I will say the performances were so, so good.
I mean, like, Charlie's Theron, like, you don't even know. You don't even really know that it's Charlie's Theron. Like, I'm watching, like, where's Charlie's at? And then I'm like, that's her. And I'm looking, that's her. She was so good that I didn't even know it was her. I was like, who is, like, is that her? Is that her? And then the, the, the emotion, the impact, everything was just great. John Lithgow playing Roger Ailes was fucking spot on. Like, he was tripping. He was tripping. He was real good at it, too. And, it, and for him to be playing that, that, like, it was disturbing at times. It was very disturbing at times. And I'm like, look at John Lithgow. He's kicking it. He's kicking that shit. But, yeah, so the movie just brought to light some of the intricacies of sexual harassment, some of the intricacies of what these women went through that we never would have seen in the media. Like, they hide a lot of shit. Like, even... Even though all the sexual harassment came out, like what this movie shows is shit that made it like even more worse. So they still, the media still, Fox and everybody who else was involved still put a spin on it to make it look like, okay, he did do this Bill O'Reilly as part of it. Yeah, they got fired. Yeah, they sexually harassed women. But how it went down and what happened with these women and how they were made to feel and how they couldn't stick together but then had to stick together. Like I said, this one woman, her own husband. Didn't want her to fucking say nothing. Her own husband was like, babe, we got bills to pay. You know, if you get fired from Fox News, you can't go nowhere else. You know what I mean? It was like Fox News was God. You know what I'm saying? And then it was like um, Rupert Murdoch. That was so cool because Rupert Murdoch was like the boss. And he had his two sons, and his sons didn't. Like, I didn't even realize that the, the Murdoch boys didn't even like Roger Light. Roger was built on the bottom dollar, and Roger made a lot of bottom dollars for Fox News. So the dad was like, "Look, y'all, Roger is the <clears throat> is the money machine. Roger's printing money for us. So I know y'all in charge, but shut the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? So it was kind of cool too that one of the sons, like one of the sons, was really riding for these women. Like, you know what? He meant let y'all. He did this. He did that. What? Okay, fuck him." We're going to do something about it. You know what I mean? And then to think, even after all that, this man, even after all that, and this man knew everything that he did, the, the way he talked, the way he still had the goal to seem like he was entitled, yo, yo, like, for real, for real, that movie pissed me the fuck. Like, I was pissed off as a man. I got daughters. I got a woman. Ah, oh, shit. This movie fucking pissed me off for real. But on the truth thing, like, watch Bombshell. And um, and then you can go on Anchor FM. When you go on Anchor FM, like you can see my podcast on Spotify. You can listen to my podcast on Google Podcasts. You can listen to my podcast on Apple Podcasts. I don't care where you listen to it at. But if you want to send me a message, <coughs> I'm sorry, you can go on Anchor FM and, and type in the list of podcasts and on there. It'll say, it'll have a spot where you can actually leave me a message. But I really want you guys to see Bombshell. It's worth watching it and if you got children if you got women in your family you got a wife you got a girlfriend you got daughters watch this movie you know and let them watch it with you like show them like they don't have to take this shit let them watch that movie bombshell a fucking plus plus i recommend it the acting was great and it really shed some light on on what women are going through i got another movie that's um about women. Well, it's about teenage girls, but it's it's like got strong women um characters in it, and it's called Booksmart. Now, um, I wanted to see Booksmart when I first saw the previews. I was like, oh, Booksmart. 
looks good to me. Looks like something I watch. Looks kind of funny, but I never, ever, ever got around to watching it. It's not really something that Britney would really be into. And then it just was something like I always said, I'll watch it on the humbug. I'll watch it on the humbug. And then the humbug never really came up. So I never really got to watch it. Right? But then I'm sitting here, and I saw it come up, and I said, you know what? Let me just go ahead and watch Booksmart. I'm here. I'm chilling. Let me just go ahead and watch it. And um, I watched it. And you know what I thought? I thought going in, I really honestly thought going in that Booksmart was going to be a typical, you know, teenage movie, okay? The nerds, the nerdy girls, the corny, frumpy-looking, not-too-pretty-but-pretty-though nerdy girls. And you know, I hate that, too. I hate when they always make these movies about the nerdy girl that's supposed to be nerdy and not supposed to be cute and not be so pretty. But in reality, this these girls are gorgeous. In reality, these girls are very, very pretty looking. And then they try to make them ugly. And then at the end, they try to they let them be their real pretty selves. It's like, no. So I thought Booksmart was going to be like that. Like the two girls that's not really that pretty going to be made to look ugly. They nerdy. And then they decide to like go to a popular party or the popular kids, they're getting bullied. Like, I thought it was going to be one of those typical high school movies. You know, the nerdy girls getting bullied. They make their way into the party. Um, and by the end, they're not ugly. They're pretty. <coughs> they're not nerdy. And they somehow ended up cool. Somehow they ended up, you know, cool. Hey, first of all, I'm coughing a little bit. I don't know why right now, but I don't got the coronavirus. So if you see me in the street, you don't have to act like you don't know me. Because I don't got the corona. I just, um, my throat is a little itchy. That's all. And I always cough a little bit in, on my podcast. I think, I don't know what it is, but y'all know. If you listen to my podcast, you know I cough sometimes. I do a little, <laughs> little, excuse me, I'm sorry, you know. So don't pay no mind. It's not the coronavirus, though. It's not. But back to what I was saying, I thought that this was going to be one of those typical movies. And it's absolutely not that. It's not that. I mean, they are nerdy. And they don't particularly look. They're not ugly, though. They're not made to even feel ugly. They're not made to feel ugly. They're not made to be, like, frumpy or nothing like that. They're not teased or nothing like that, like I thought. They just, um, they're regular-looking girls, and they are fucking nerdy. They're nerdy as shit. They're nerdy as shit, but they are best friends, and they're not, like, so uncool. Like, there's just one... So, I thought that they were just uncool. They were just nerdy. And then... They, they were just best friends, and they're cool as shit best friends. Like, their relationship is so fucking cool. Like, when they code, like when it starts out, when they first get out the car to go to school, like, they're doing some shit, and it's funny. And they do some shit, and it's just funny, and they're funny. And then they got these te- these two teachers. Um, Jason Sudeikis plays one of the teachers, and he's already funny, and he plays one of the teachers <laughs> And he's funny as the teacher. And there's a scene later on in the movie where he shows up when he's not supposed to because they need something and he shows up and it's like he's not being the teacher at that time. And it's like, <laughs> it's just so funny. I can't give it away, but it's really funny. And then the other teacher, Jessica Williams, plays this other teacher and she's like the black teacher and she's cool with them. She likes the two girls and she's cool with them. And then she shows up in another scene in the movie where she is not the teacher and she ain't really supposed to be in that situation and so that's funny too so that's kind of cool and then you got these two girls and they're best friends and they're killing it and they're kicking it 
And then one of them kind of like gets an epiphany. Well, not gets an epiphany. She gets some information that she wasn't privy to before, you know, because these girls are nerds and they think that all these other classmates are like partying and geeky and stuff like that. And see, it's about a movie about basically not being judgy. And I thought it was going to be like that, that the other classmates and the other people were judging them. But actually, one of the girls is actually the one who's judging. She's judging the books by their covers. And the reason why she decided to party and the reason why they decided to go out that night and decided to get in some trouble is not the reason that we thought. Well, that I thought. I don't know what the fuck y'all thought. But the reason, I thought that the reason was going to be because they was nerdy. They was geeky and they wanted to change their image. They wanted to do something bad. And that's not why she wanted to go. That's not why she wanted to go to the party. It was shocking. It was very smartly done. The reason why that they ended up going out and that they wanted to go out was very, very, very smartly done. And this movie wasn't, I mean, it ain't Oscar worthy. It ain't great. It ain't a great movie. It's like, but it is what it is. It's very cute. And it and it and it gives you a lesson. Not the lesson that we thought we were gonna learn about nerves and don't tease nerves and don't be a bully because there's no bullies in this movie. That's the funny part. I thought it was gonna be like a bully movie. These people aren't these kids aren't bullies. They're just high school kids and they're kinda like they kinda like really like these girls. They're like they kinda like trying to be cool with them. And then one is a lesbian, and it's so funny because it comes up right away that she's a lesbian. And but and then they play on it a lot, and they talk about it a lot as friends, and it's like, um, and it's just funny. And then the one thing the girl says, um, she, uh, the one thing I can give up this scene, one girl talks to the other girl, she's like, hey, I really want you to come out. And she's like, oh, no, I've been out for a while. And she's like, what? And she's like, she thought she meant come out like as being a lesbian, but she meant just come out, hang out with us, like party with us. And she never been invited out, so she didn't know what the fuck the girl was talking about. So it was weird, but it was kind of funny. And um, and the one girl that I thought was like the real bitch girl, she's um, I thought she was the real bitch. I was like, okay, there you go. That's the bitchy one. That's the one that's gonna fucking um be the bitch and mess everything up. Billy Lord, you know, she's um the girl that plays Princess Leia. That's her daughter. Or the girl that did play Princess Leia, that was her daughter, Billy Lord. And I was like, okay, they do have the bitch one here. And I thought she was the bitch because she was like rich and prude and she was going to be bitchy. Nope. Surprise, surprise. Not bitchy. And then Lisa Kudrow was in it. And Lisa Kudrow was not in it, in it. You know what I mean? She's not in it, like, as far as like being a star of the movie. But her little scene in it just takes the cake because it's like, she is still Phoebe from Friends, and she's quirky, and it's funny, and it's good. And then, oh, my God. So this kid, Skylar uh, Gizando, Skylar Gizando is in it. And I know him from um, Santa Clarita Diet. And he's just, like, the goofiest dude. He's just, like, the goofiest dude. And he is in this movie, and he's goofy as shit. Like, he is so goofy. But... It's just natural. I think he's just naturally goofy and naturally weird. And so when he gets these roles, yo, it's just perfect for him. He's like the best actor in the movie because it's just his the role that he plays is just so perfect for him. And he's also kind of um misunderstood because he's got money and he thinks he can buy his friends. So he's kind of misunderstood, but the movie's funny, it's cute, it's not your typical high school movie. Um 
and this girl's a lesbian and she's dealing with that and it's funny and the other girl's smart and she's dealing with trying to go to college and it's funny and they get into a fight they do get into a fight you know they're going to get into a fight they're best friends in a high school movie they're going to get into a fight you know it but the movie is not predictable as you know you would think it was i thought this movie was going to be very predictable and it wasn't and I think I, I'm going to give Booksmart an A. I'm not going to give it the A++ that I gave, um, what was that movie called again? Oh, that I gave Bombshell, but I will give it an A. I'll give it an A because it was good. And so with that, I'll go into the next movie that I saw. <clears throat> I like Zombieland, the original Zombieland. I like that movie. I like zombies. I'm a fan of The Walking Dead. I uh, watched all the Resident Evil franchises. And I think that I'm going to do a Resident Evil franchise podcast. I really do think I'm going to do that. But that's going to be a later podcast for a later date. Maybe maybe this week. Maybe this week I'll get around to it. Maybe I will do it. Maybe I will. But I was always supposed to watch Zombieland Double Tap. And I never thought about it. It just skipped my mind. It just went away. Because it took so long. It was like Zombieland came out a long time ago. And then Double Tap just going to come out and take that long. And um, and Brittany ain't interested in none of that. So Double Tap stars Woody Harrelson, Jesse Eisenberg, um, Emma Stone. They rekindle their same. Not rekindle. They do their same. Um. You know, they play the same characters from the zombie land in just part two. And then you got Zoe Deuce in it, and I like her. She's the girl from um Why Him. That's the only other thing I really know her from. And then Avon Joe here, I know him because he was one um victorious for a long time. And he's got some good work. And then Rosario Dawson was in it. Luke Wilson. I love Luke Wilson. He's always like he he's one of those other guys too that get cast in roles that's like perfect for him. That he can do so I like that and um so I was interested in watching Double Tap and I thought Double Tap was just gonna be some more fucking zombie killing shit boom 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 they just gonna be killing zombies and I didn't know what they were gonna do but actually it was good it was still fun it was still a bunch of kills they still had the little you know quirkiness between them they still had the thing in the group and then they changed the dynamic like they changed the dynamic of the group because um I'm not going to give no spoilers away. It's hard for me to do these movie reviews without giving spoilers away because I want to tell y'all everything that happened. I want to break it down. But, okay, so they have the little group, and they their little family, and they go killing and shooting. And Jesse Eisenberg ends up in a relationship with Emma Stone because that was the natural thing that was going to happen. Woody Harrelson's old. He's like that father figure. He can't fuck him. And um, the other girl's young, and Jason, and, and like Eisenberg met Emma Stone's character way before that. They don't have real names. They, they call themselves Tallahassee and... They, their names is basically where they're from. And I guess everybody was doing that because when they met Rosario Dawson, her name was Nevada because she was from Nevada. You know what I mean? And they didn't have to, like, discuss why her name was Nevada. So anyway, um, they wanted to go move into the White House and they lived into the White House for years. And, you know, they was cool. They was chilling. And the only reason why they had to leave is, like I said, something happened that changed the dynamic in the group and they wanted to leave. And then the one young girl, she started feeling bad. She's like, I'm never going to be able to have babies and have a husband and this and that and the other. So she was like feeling some type of way about her young life. And I can understand it. You know, you're young and you can't, there's no future for you. You know what I mean? And so, and Woody Harrelson's just like, he's not a good dad. He's like the dad that wants to be your friend. That gets drunk with you and wants to party with you, but then realizes that he has to be a dad. And so that plays out a lot in this. It's like, I'm not your dad. 
But I am the only like father figure you guys have. I am like the leader of this group. I do got to like hold it down. And then even when he tries to leave, he's like, you know what? Because he did try to leave him. He's like, you know what? You guys are cool. Y'all chilling. Um, and I'm not working out with you guys. I'm, I'm going to try to get the fuck out of here, get on my mission. And he can't even get on his mission. You know what I mean? Because shit happens and it puts him right back in there. So it's like you can't even get on your mission. And then the two girls, they tried to, um, <coughs> sorry, they tried to get on their mission too. And they couldn't get on their missions. It was like nobody could get on this mission. It was like this group has to stay together. It's just destiny. It's just whatever the Lord is doing. I don't know. And Luke Wilson had such a small role, but he popped up and turned it out. Like his role was only for a few minutes, but. <coughs> <clears throat> Sorry, I'll tell you what. He killed it. I was like very impressed with his little small role. And Rosario Dawson was so cool. I love Rosario Dawson. Because she's just like the coolest. Everything she plays in, she's just like the coolest. It's like, are you like this in real life? Like, if I meet you in real life, are you just going to be chill, cool, calm, collect? Like, even when shit was going crazy, she was still kind of like chilling. And then she came back in the movie unexpectedly and was like, you know, it's just the black woman, you know what I mean? Just like, she's a cool black chick. And this movie was exactly what I expected. Fun, a little bit funny. Um, And I thought, I didn't know how they was going to find a way to make it different than the first one, but they found a way. I guess that's what took so long that they had to find a way to, like, figure out how to make it a little bit different. They improved on the zombies a little bit, and... um. The only thing I didn't like was, like, Zoe's character because it ain't that I didn't like her character. Her character was, like, mm, it was cool, but uh, the whole crazy part about it was that she was just dumb. She was just this real dippy, 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 dumb broad, and... um. After a while, she just irritated me. But I guess that was cool that she irritated me because that's what dippy people are really do. You know what I mean? So because she was irritating me in the movie, it proves that, that, that she did a good job. She irritated me in the movie, so she would irritate me in real life. So it was actually good acting. I just did not want to deal with her. And, then, and it's a part in the movie where... um. You think like you don't have to deal with her no more. And then you find out that you still do. And um, that's bad too. But it's kind of funny. I can't give it away. But yeah, there's a part in the movie where you're like, okay, good. She's going. Great. And then she ain't. She ain't going. And it's like, oh, man. It's like. But it's decent. It's decent the way they did it. And you kind of can. If you watch carefully, you can catch on. To and you kind of know, but if you don't watch carefully, then you won't know. And so that's the way I'm going to do that. I'm just going to say, if you watch carefully, you'll know. You you can catch on to it, but it's not obvious. It's like they did it in a smart way, and so that was kind of cool. And um, I like Zombie Man. I had fun watching it. I like Double Tap. I like the way they I like the way they did change the um dynamic of the group, even though they still ended up back together, which you knew was gonna happen. They got some skills in there where you think that they might die. 
there was actually some scenes in here where I was like, okay, they're killing these motherfuckers. Like, they're going to kill them. And I would have been cool with that. It would have been sad because it would have been like, damn, they just fought a zombie apocalypse all the time, but now they're going to kill them. But it would have been like the most unpredictable thing they could do. It's like, they're killing them. Oh, my God. And I'm always an advocate for doing something crazy. Anyway. So when I thought they were dead, I was like, I was sad. Like, damn, they're going to die. But then I was like, it's cool, though. It's cool, though. They should kill them. Like, fuck them. Like, let them die. That's a good dynamic of the movie. And so right now, I think would be the perfect time. I did two movies. I think I saw like four or five more than I want to talk about. But right now, I'm thinking I'm going to take the perfect time right now to take my um, commercial break. And I didn't do two movies. I did three, right? I did Zombie Land, Double Tap. I did Book Smart, and I did Bombshell. Okay, yeah, I did three. So now I'm going to take a small commercial break because, you know, I ain't going to get this bill. You know I got to pay these bills. You know I got bills to pay. Y'all know I'm poor. And I got to pay bills. That's why I'm. That's not why I'm doing this podcast, for real. I'm not making no money doing it right now. I'm doing it because I love it, but I would like to make money. That's not to say that I don't want to make money. So I need you to keep listening so that I can have the opportunity to make money because this is not... I love doing it. But they say if you can make money doing something you love, you have hit the jackpot double bubble. And that's what I want to do, double bubble. That just made me think of my dad because his name bubble. But anyway, I'm rambling on about it. Just... um. After these messages, I'll be right back. I just had to do it. You know I had to do it. All right, I'll see you on the other side. Well, you'll hear me on the other side. I won't see you. Unless I start to do, uh, never mind, never mind. Um, I'll be back. Okay, so welcome back. And so far, I've reviewed um, three movies. I told you about Bombshell. I told you about Booksmart. And I told you about Zombie Land Double Tap. And um. It's hard for me to review these movies because, like I said, I don't want to give out any spoilers. So I'm trying not to. So that's how I'm going to do it. So some of these reviews is going to seem a little incomplete or something. I don't know. I feel like they're incomplete because I can't really tell you the real details of the movie because I don't want to give away nothing. But I do remember that I didn't give you a rating for um a grade for uh, Zombie Land Double Tap. And I'm going to give Zombie Land Double Tap a B. Not because I don't think it was an A-quality film, but I think that movies like that can't get A's. I'm sorry. A movie like Zombie Land, a movie that you're watching just for fun, can't get an A. It just can't. It's just like, it's a zombie movie where they're killing zombies. There's no way to get an A. It's not like Resident Evil. Some of the Resident Evils can get an A, but they're serious. This is just a dumb, have fun Go watch the type movie. I can't give it an A. The acting, you can't even give it an A for acting. The acting is cool, but it's like, how hard is it to act in a zombie movie? I mean, Zoe acting stupid was probably the hardest job for anyone in that movie. So, yeah, I'm going to just rock out with a B, Zombie Dan, and I'm going to go ahead on and go to um Good Boys. So, I saw Good Boys. I reluctantly watched it because... <coughs> Through all the previews and everything that I heard about Good Boys, I thought it was just gonna be like a like a super bad ripoff. And I love Super Bad. You know what I mean? I think Super Bad is a cool movie. I liked it, I enjoyed it, I like I, I laughed at Super Bad. I mean, Super Bad put some characters on a map, you know what I mean? Some actors on the map a little bit, you know. And so I was like, this is going to be a super bad ripoff. And I was never interested in it. I was like, yeah, whatever. I'll see it one day when I ain't doing shit and it's on and I, I might watch it. And guess what? One day I wasn't doing shit. It was on and I might watch it. And I did. I watched the shit and I was wrong. I was really wrong. 
It wasn't a super bad ripoff. And yeah, it wasn't a super bad ripoff, and I was wrong about that. But I was right about not watching it because it couldn't have been a super bad ripoff because guess what? It wasn't even close to super bad at all. I mean, Good Boys is not good. They should name it Stupid Boys or ter- I don't know what they should name this movie, but if you want to, if you, yeah, just listen. Don't see Good Boys. If you already saw it, cool. If you didn't see it, don't see it. Don't watch it on, if it comes on Netflix, don't watch it if it comes on cable. Just put it out your mind. Just act like this movie does not exist because there's nothing good about it. I can't think of anything good about this movie at all. I watched it. I thought I was going to get some, at least some stupid, you know, at least some stupid laughs out of it or something. I got nothing. I got nothing out of this movie. I was just like, nothing worked. Nothing worked. Like, everything that they tried to do just did not work for me. Like, nothing worked. Like, nothing. I can't, I can't even explain it. So, the premise of this movie is that these boys, they sixth graders, they friends. And they did school, um... They did school because they find out that they, they, they want to go to this party, and it's a kissing party. And so <coughs> they um they wanted to find out how they were gonna um get to be able to kiss how, learn how to kiss a girl or whatever. That was the whole premise that this one kid wanted to learn how to kiss a girl because he, he had a girl that he wanted to kiss. And then they use the um one of his dad's drones to spy on these on this girl next door because she supposedly kissed a lot of boys and they wanted to see her kiss boys so they can learn how to kiss. And they ended up losing the drone, so they cut school. They 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 did school in an attempt to get the drone back, and some shit happened. And I don't care about spoiling this movie for you, but I'm not going to because it don't matter. The shit that happens, is stupid shit. They end up with drugs. That they accidentally steal. They don't know shit about drugs. So they're running around with these drugs. And then they're trying to sell them and re-get them back. And trying to get the drone back. It's dumb. It's dumb. And the scenes in the commercials. The scenes on the um, previews that I thought were like half decent. I didn't laugh at them during the previews. And I thought that they were half decent. But I'm like, okay. They can only show so much during the preview. So if these preview scenes are okay. Then the movie might be half decent. It's not. It's not. It. I mean, I was very disappointed. I was very. I was really sad that I watched this. And the thing is, I was really, really, really going to turn it off. But I didn't turn it off because I started, like, doing other shit. I started, like, I was on my phone and I was walking around and I was, like, and I had some pizza. And I was, like, eating. I was doing other shit. So I wasn't, so I, I kind of almost stopped paying attention to the damn movie because I was doing some other things. And I, I like, mm-mm, mm-mm. I don't really have nothing to say about it. It's not a good movie. Don't watch it. These kids, I don't feel for them. I don't care about them. I'm not, then they argued, then they cussed. And they were kids that didn't know how to curse. Like, I love cussing. I love cussing. But these kids didn't even know how to curse. Like, when they were cussing, I was like, don't say that, young boy. Like, you don't even know how to use that word. Like, what the fuck is going on with you? 
And then the black kid's parents were supposed to be divorced, and that was supposed to be part of the reason why he wanted his friends and, and all this and all that. And, um, oh, yeah, there was one bright side in the movie. There was one bright spot in that movie. The bright spot was that um, one of the boys uh, did get a girlfriend, and then he broke up with her, and he got another girlfriend, and he broke up with her. And it, it was showing, like, how many different relationships he had. And he kept crying after each relationship and stuff like that. And that was kind of cool. I thought that was funny. I laughed at that. But other than that, mm-mm, do not see um, Booksmart. Do not see it at all. Okay, so the next movie I want to talk about, I saw Birds of Prey, The Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. And um, I was really interested in this movie because y'all know, if y'all listen to my podcast, y'all know that I watched the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I watched, I did a Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. I watched those kind of comic book movies. Y'all know I do. Y'all know I did a DC Universe podcast and I watched those kind of movies. Y'all know I'm interested in that kind of stuff, the superhero shit. Because I watched all the superhero shit. I've talked about it in numerous different podcasts. So y'all know I'm interested in it. So why wouldn't I watch the... um? Harley Quinn movie. And then what I was thinking about this movie was that I thought this was going to be predictable too. I was like, you know what? I don't know how the DC universe is going to continue. I don't know if this is going to like tie in the Suicide Squad. I don't know if this is going to like <coughs> tie into the Joker. I really didn't know where they were going with this and how they was going to make this work. But I knew that they really did have to um, come up with uh, um, a Harley Quinn movie because she became such a big character in Suicide Squad and with Margot Robbie playing her, that was a commodity. They just, That was a money maker that they just couldn't give up on. It was sorry. Like, they could not give up on that money machine no matter where the DC Universe was going. And then, so they, they made this movie and then I'm like, Rosie Perez, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Journey Smollett-Bell, Ewan McGregor, you know what I mean? I was like, wait a minute. You know, there's a lot of um, decent people in this movie. Ali Wong was in it for a second. You know what I mean? So I was like, all right. So they got some good actors in here. They got some people I like. You know what I mean? And so I was very willing to watch it and just to see. I didn't think it was going to be good. I wasn't looking for no Oscar performances. I thought it was going to be like maybe a little bit better than, um, than Suicide Squad. Well, maybe on the same level as Suicide Squad on some bullshit, I wasn't sure. And then I watched it, and um, I was surprised. I was surprised at how much I really did like this movie. I mean, I liked it a lot, and I thought it was going to be like... I don't know. I thought it was just going to be like she was doing some crazy shit and then these group of girls got joined up with her to do some crazy shit to get out of trouble. Like almost like Suicide Squad. Like she got a group of people and they're supposed to be bad guys, but they're not bad guys. They're good guys, but they're bad guys doing good shit and all this and all that. And it's not that at all. Not that at all. So the premise is that, you know, okay, she's running around and this is a good part about the movie is that she's running around and she's doing whatever the fuck she want to do. She's running around. She's partying. She's drinking. She's um. She's being Harley Quinn. She's out in the city. She's acting crazy. She's doing whatever the fuck she want to do, right? And the premise is that nobody doesn't know that she broke up with the Joker. 
So all of her life, everything she's doing right now, and that's why I guess they call it the emancipation of Harley Quinn, because everything that she was doing, everything she was doing was just based on her being the Joker's girlfriend, based on everybody knowing Harley is down with the Joker, that's his old lady, don't fuck with her, don't fuck with her, and then she realizes that, you know what I mean? She realizes that I'm partying, I'm having fun, but I'm only getting away with shit. Because of my association with the Joker. And part of her loves that. Part of her is like, yeah, I can do whatever the fuck I want to do. But then part of her is like, wait a minute, I'm Harley Quinn, though. I'm Harley Quinn, though. I can stand on my own two feet. I can be my own woman. I don't have to ride the Joker's coattails to fucking be somebody. I don't have to ride the Joker's coattails for people to respect me. I need to get respect on my own. And then this goes back to the theory, too, about women. Women tend to not know how much they need someone or not know how much someone does for them until that person's not doing for them, until that person's not around and the things that that person did do that they were used that they were privileged to have, they don't have anymore and then they learn a valuable lesson about themselves. And Harley Quinn had to learn that lesson. She was like, you know what? I'm down with the Joker and Joker's my man and then Joker wasn't her man. They broke up. And she didn't tell nobody, and she was around around town. And then when she realized that everything that she was doing was based on her being with the Joker, she didn't want that. She was like, no, I'm my own woman. I can do my own shit. So when she got on her mission to let it be known to everyone that her and Joker was no longer an item, so when she made it known to everyone that her and Joker was no longer an item, she realized that that it's kind of hard to stand on your own two feet as a woman in this city um, without the Joker's backing. She also learned that people didn't respect her as much as she thought she did. She wasn't the bad bitch that she thought she was. She had the bad nigga. Like, the Joker was the baddest nigga. And I'm not nigga. You know what I mean? The Joker was the bad man that had all the respect. And she just was riding the coattails like she was his old lady. And so, you know, the worst thing you could do is mess with a bad man's old lady. But when that bad man ain't your man. She had to realize, like, you're not as bad as you think you are, honey. But the good thing about it was she still was very smart. She still was very eccentric. She still knew how to rumble and how to survive in these streets. And that that helped her. And then these uh, other bras showed up. And she don't really know why these other bras showed up. She don't know what's their vested interest in in her life or what they're doing. She's just trying to do what she's doing. So this, this, um, this young girl steals this diamond. And so the one cop, Rosie Perez, plays an old cop lady, and she's got to try to get the diamond back. Then these other girls, um, Rosie Perez just plays this old cop lady, Renee Montoya, and she she really doesn't want to get the diamond back. She wants to, the person who who originally stole the diamond, she wants him in prison. Her job is like, she's trying to like do all the, she's that old cop lady that, like, like a cop from like Bad Boys or something. Like one of those cops that keeps getting in trouble, keeps breaking the rules to try to get people locked up. She's one of them type. And she's trying to like get this guy locked up. So she's trying to prove he's a very bad guy, trying to prove he's doing illegal stuff, trying to get him locked up. And she just gets entangled and caught up in it. Mary, uh, Mary Elizabeth Wanstead plays like um, the, uh, what, who she plays? She plays Helena or something. It's called, um, what is she called? I forgot what her name like her birth of prey name was. But, um, so yeah, I forgot what her birth of prey name was, but she 
it's the Huntress. The Huntress, I think that's her name, the Huntress. And um, yeah, she's the Huntress. And she, I thought that she was there to like try to get the diamond back. And everybody thought that she was there to like try to do, you know, she was part of it for one thing, but she really wasn't. She had her own agenda and she had her own reasons for why she was involved and why she was around. And then after they found out the reason why she was around, she was involved. She was like, I'm done. I did what I came to do. I don't give a fuck about that kid. I don't give a fuck about them diamonds. I'm out. And then, you know, they had to rein her in and get her back to, you know, doing whatever she do. And then um, Journey Smollett played the girl, uh, the Black Canary. And she was just a singer, you know, it was like, she was just a singer at first. And I was just like, okay, all she doing is singing. And then she ended up, um, she could rumble. And nobody didn't know she could rumble. So then once the guy found out she could rumble, he's like, oh, she could be my doc, my driver, you know, whatever. And so she starts driving for him. And then she ends up in the loop too, because she was the reason why, how the girl stole the diamond in the first place. And so she was part of the reason how to get it back, but she didn't really want to get it back because she didn't really want to work for that guy. So she didn't really want to get the diamond back. So she was kind of like one of those fake bad guys. Like, I'm trying to get the diamond back, but I'm not. You know what I mean? So she was involved. And so these women were involved with this girl trying to get the diamond back. And the funny part was like, so the girl that had the diamond, she had to swallow it. So there was a whole thing about like trying to get her to shit so they can get the diamond. <laughs> get the diamond. Like the only way they could get the diamond was if she shit anyway. So it was like a gruesome, it was like a scene about that too that kind of got cool. And so, um, yeah, I like that movie. I had fun watching it. It wasn't what I expected it to be. And it was cool. And the emancipation of Hardy Quinn was a good name for it. And these women that they didn't like each other, but their dynamic was cool at the end. You know how it go. You know how I go in those movies where the people don't like each other, but they got to work together, and then by the end, they got, like, kind of a cool dynamic. Like, something like Suicide Squad. Like, the same kind of thing. They didn't like each other, and then they ended up, like, having a cool dynamic and being all right at the end. So it's the same kind of concept like that. And um, the movie was fun. I didn't really care for the um the villain. Didn't really care for him. Nope. It was like he was kind of corny. He's a crime lord, whatever. And he wore this black mask, black mask, whatever. And he was he was just a corny dude. Didn't really care for him too much. They did have Victor Zaz in the movie. And if you know who Victor Zaz is, if you watch Batman, you know about Batman, you know about the Joker, then you know who Victor Zaz is. They did have him in the movie. And he was very good. He was very good. He was very interesting. He was scarred up like he is in the, in the comics. And so Victor Zaz was a good guy. And um, this movie was good. I had fun watching it. And like I said, it wasn't predictable like I thought it was going to be. And um, it was decent. And so I'm going to give The Emancipation of Harley Quinn, I'm going to give it a B plus. Can't give it an A. You just can't give it an A. It's not one of those movies. It's like a comic book movie that's fun to watch. I mean... Yeah, you can give some of the Marvel comic book movies A's because it just it's fun to watch and it was good, but this is not on that level. It's not on that level. I give it a B plus and it's not a bad movie. I give it a B plus. And okay, I didn't rate good boys, but you can obviously see that this was an F. Like I forgot that I didn't get him a grade, but obviously it was an F. I hate that movie. Like I'm never gonna watch it again. I told you guys not to never fucking watch it. So obviously good boys was an F. This is a B plus. It was close to an A, but can't give it an A. 
Movies like this cannot get an A. I'm sorry. And so, um, that's that. Okay? So, let's, let's recap real quick before I go into the rest of the movies. Um, Bombshell, A+. And then Booksmart gets an A. Zombieland Double Tap gets a B. Not because it was a bad movie, but because you can't give movies like that now. You just can't. They just don't. They just don't. They're not top quality movies. They're made to be not top quality movies. Can't give it a. Um, Good Boys gets a straight up F. No doubt about it. If I could give it an E, and go remember back in the day they used to have E's and F's. I give it a G. I go beyond F. Like F stands for fuck no. Don't watch this movie, okay? And then um, what else? Oh, Birds of Prey. I give it a B plus, and um. And so that's where we're at. And now we're going to move on to the next movie. So the next movie I saw was um, Knives Out. And Knives Out had an all-star cast in there. It had um, Don Johnson was in it. Daniel Craig was in it. Chris Evans. Jamie V. Curtis. Anna DePalmas. I mean, DeArmas. Um, Michael Shannon. Tony Collette. Lakeith. Starfield, like it had a lot of people in there, and um, I was um, I wanted to see Nas out when I first heard about it. I wanted to see it. I thought it was interesting. Brittany didn't want to see it, so we didn't go watch it. And then finally, I just decided to watch it, and I watched it. And um, <coughs> I thought it was gonna be your typical old man killed himself, or old man was supposedly had killed himself, and um, didn't. And somebody else killed him. And he was rich. And they was all crazy. So I thought it was going to be like this whole situation where they actually um killed the old man. Somebody killed him for money or whatever, whatever. And um, so I was just interested in it. And I watched it. And to tell you what, good movie. I mean, good movie. You can't tell whether it's a drama, whether it's a comedy, whether it's a mystery. It, it, it's it got a lot in it because it's got a lot of funny shit in there that I think is funny. I mean, it's disturbingly funny. It's like a dark comedy. You know what I'm saying? But the shit is funny. So I laughed at a lot of things in there, even though it's kind of dark comedy. And then it's like, it's like, um, it's like a mystery too because you don't know who killed this man and the whole time you're sitting there thinking like okay they they got these guys that's playing detectives and they come in there and they're interviewing the family and as they're interviewing the family it's weird because everybody in the family has like a motive to kill this man everybody in the family has a motive to kill him and then everybody in the family that has the motive to kill him is telling these detectives about the other people in the family that had the motive to kill him and they're all lying about their little stories, even though they know they didn't kill this man. It's like weird because like you know you didn't kill the man, but you're still covering up your situation with him so the detectives won't think you killed him, even though you didn't kill him. So it's like if I didn't kill the man, the detectives don't have they obviously don't have enough evidence to arrest me. Why am I sitting here lying about about what happened? I can give them my motive because they still got to prove. You know what I mean? It's like if you have a motive to kill somebody, it doesn't mean you killed them. So if the police come and they talk to you and you have a motive to kill them, why lie about it? Why when I say, yeah, he called me a dickhead. Yeah, he said, fuck me. So I said, fuck him. Yeah, we had an argument. Yeah, we had a fight. Yeah, I lied. I did this. I did that. But everybody had their reasons for covering up whatever their conversation was with the old man or whatever their beef was with him before he got killed. So here it is. It was supposed to be a suicide and then it changed into a murder. 
and so the whole movie is like, did he kill himself or was he murdered? Did he kill himself or was he murdered? You know what I mean? And then it was like, if he killed himself, why would he kill himself? And if he was murdered, of course he was murdered because of the money. <clears throat> and um, and because of the money situation with his family. So you're watching this whole movie, and the whole movie is about these people getting interviewed by these uh, by this detective. And the detective is a black boy, and he's interviewing him. And then um, Daniel Craig's character just sitting in the background, just listening to the interviews, listening to the interviews. And finally, these people, like, they sit there, and they see him in the background, and they go, like, who's that? And he's like, oh, I'm a detective, you know, I'm a private investigator from this, that, and the other. And they're like, what are you doing here? And they're like, oh, somebody hired me. And it's like, who hired you? None of your fucking business, you know what I mean? None of your business who hired me. You know, just, you know, I'm here to find out what happened for real. And so all these people are looking at him, and they're nervous because they don't even know why he's there. And he ain't even really saying shit. And then once he actually does decide to, um, he actually does at one point decide to get involved and start talking. And once he decides to get involved and start talking, people are like, now he's putting the thought in their heads. He's putting the thought in their heads that maybe it was a suicide, maybe it was a murder. And even the detectives, like the police officers, are like, dude, it's cut and dry suicide. Like, why are you here to put thoughts in these people's heads that it was a murder? And he's like, listen, I was hired by somebody to investigate it. I'm just here to do my job. And then it was a weird dynamic with the family because they kind of, they kind of all hated each other in a sense, but they kind of all loved each other in a sense too because they're family it was like a real family it was like i hate you but i love you you know what i mean you're my brother i hate you you're my brother i love you you know and they're telling the detective stuff about each other that they maybe shouldn't be telling people about it you know what i mean but their performances are so good like don johnson is so good because he's funny because he's eccentric and he's running around he's trying to deal with his wife and then um oh my god his wife is funny because she's like the boss, you know what I mean? She's like the, um, Jamie Lee Curtis is like the boss. She's like the, uh, the child that was like, you know, closest to the dad, I would say, or the, or the child that like ran shit. You could tell like she was the one who like ran shit. Like she was the one who was bossed up. She was the one who, you know, took charge of everything. And so she was on top of her game. You know what I mean? She was on point with who the fuck is this? What are you talking about? This is that, this is this, that, and the other. You know, she was the boss. Then you had Tony Collette, who was just like the she was just like the the she was really like the like the one who's just benefiting from being part of the family. <coughs> Excuse me, you know what I mean? So you got the boss of the family who married Don. She was married to Don Johnson, so he was like the husband who you know, it's just riding the coattails of the boss of the family. Then you got the brother who was the fuck up brother, but he still got the job. Then you got um the grandson who was Jamie Lee Curtis and Chris Evans, who was just a fuck up. Just one of those cool, like I'm too cool for school. I drive a fancy car, but I'm a fuck up type dude. And then you got the um the other son who was a fuck up, but he got, you know, he gets promoted because daddy said he gets promoted. So daddy put him in charge of some shit. You know, and you got the grandkids, the one grandson, it's like a nut. You know, it's the weird old grandson. You know what I mean? It's the typical eccentric, crazy family. And now the, the, the dad has died. And then you got the old ass. His mom was in it. She was old as shit, just sitting in the wheelchair, just looking crazy. I mean, she looked fucking crazy. You know? And then it was like something mysterious because his care, he had a caretaker. 
And his caretaker was brought in for questioning. And that's when it got weird because she was brought in for questioning and she was acting like she didn't know nothing. Like she's like, I don't know about the family, I don't know about this and that and this and that. And then but she was the last person that was actually seen alive with him. So the detective was all, you know, I mean the uh, the problem investigator was all like all into her shit. And then he um he basically made her like his little apprentice like he had her do everything with him he followed her around he had her follow him around like he kept on her the whole fucking time and i was like why do he keep keeping on with this girl why do he keep talking to her so i knew that she was going to be an intricate part of the story i just didn't know how and then yo like the twist in this story is so crazy because um after you get down to the nitty-gritty and you get down to who actually killed this man you think you know it and you're like okay damn this is what happened and then they and then they twist it up to where they make you believe that this story went this way and they give you a whole detailed story a whole detailed outline a whole plot a whole everything to make you believe that this story went this way and then boom it's like that's not it and i can't really say nothing about this movie because i'll get a yo this movie if i say one thing i'll give it away and you don't want to give it away this is a good ass movie so it's like they really take you for a loop and daniel craig is so good because he acts like he don't care he's so nonchalant with everything he says he's so nonchalant with his movies and everything he do and lakeith is playing the cop and he just wants it to go away it's like yo dude i don't investigate suicides this much i want this to go away this family's crazy i don't want to talk to him no more i don't want to be out here this shit's old <clears throat> you know, get out my face with the bullshit. You know what I mean? And the family's done too. They, the dad is dead. And he has all of this fucking money, this whole estate, this house, all of this shit. And all the family really wants to do is get to the will. Because the death was labeled a suicide, so they don't really give a fuck. They looking at each other like, did you kill him? If you killed him, so what? Fuck you. I don't care if you killed him. Like, we want this money. We want this house. We want this whatever it is they want. They don't give a fuck if anybody killed him. They don't really care. He's dead. He was old anyway. Nobody. The funny part about this movie is nobody said that this man is dead. Like their dad, their grandfather, their great grandfather, the patriarch, the matriarch, the whatever you want to call him of his family. He's dead as shit. And nobody cares. It's just like boom, he's dead. And they all think he killed himself. And it's like, yo, why would this man kill himself? Why would he nobody even addresses it? They don't even give a fuck, yo, about why would he kill himself. It's like, why would he decide to kill himself? And it's right, it's the night of his birthday party. Like he actually had a birthday party in his house for himself and died and killed himself that night. And the funny thing is like, I ain't gonna tell you um why this shit happened. But when you realize why this man did what he did, you're gonna be shocked. Like that was a shocking part too. Like, why? Why the fuck did this happen? And the reason why it happened will shock that shit out of you. Like, this movie was so cleverly made. And it was crazy because everything you think is not true. Like, for real. Everything you think is not true. Every suspect you have, you're going to be. No matter what you think, no matter how smart you is. Britney's good at shit. Britney's good at figuring movies out. Britney's good at figuring shit out. I promise you. I didn't watch this with her, but I want her to watch it to see. I'm going to watch this with her now. Just because... We said this, I mean, just because I put this on the podcast, I'm going to make her watch this. I'm going to see if she can figure it out because she's good at figuring shit out. I did not figure this shit out at all. I was dead ass, straight up, so wrong as wrong could be about who, about what happened. So wrong. 
and you're gonna be wrong too. But the um the truth is this was a good movie. The truth is it wasn't what I expected. I expected it to be a caper, but I expected it. I expected one of them to be like a, a real killer and a whole plot scheme in it. It just went somewhere else. And the acting is great and everything. I mean, this is a good ass movie. And um I recommend you see it. I don't want to spoil it for you, but now it's out it's something that you should see. You won't be disappointed. You'll have fun watching it. You'll laugh. You'll um and you'll think it's a thinking movie. It makes you think. So you'll laugh. You'll think about it. You'll um it's just good. And you'll have a good time watching it. So now it's out. I highly recommend seeing. I really enjoyed watching it. I really, really got thrown off and got played. But it's a fun play. It's like, yeah, you you're gonna enjoy getting played by this movie. And um, and the acting is great. And so I'm gonna give Nas out, I'm gonna give it an A plus. I don't give it an A plus. I don't see nothing wrong with it. I don't have no critiques of it. It don't drag. It starts slow, but it really don't start slow. It starts at a at the pace that it has to start at. I mean, it seems slow because when me and Brittany first started watching, we was like, what? But we wasn't paying attention. And when I actually paid attention, it's not slow. It don't start slow. It don't drag. Um, it's always interesting. Um, there's nothing really I can say bad about this movie. It wasn't no bad acting. This movie is um is really good. And so I'm going to give it an A+. Plus. I'm going to put it up there. Now, it's not an Oscar-type film, but you know how that is. You know, Oscar-type films are like Oscar-type films. But this is a good-ass movie that they, they... I think they should, like, make something lower than the Oscars. Make something like the Good Movie Awards or something, you know. Something that could say, these are not Oscar movies, but these movies deserve to have some kind of motherfucking trophies in their trophy case. You know what I mean? This actor deserves something for this movie. Or maybe like put in like a, a Adam Sandler award, like Adam Sandler award. This movie's goofy, it's dumb, but these actors were good in it. They deserve something. They deserve some kind of recognition. Like these movies are not Oscar movies, but we should um, give it some kind of recognition. Because then Tyler Perry, Tyler Perry won a bunch of those. Tyler Perry won a bunch of those. Hey, I'm not here, but I'm here type movies. Like Tyler Perry's good at that. He'll win some of that shit. But um, yeah. So um, Nas out. I'm going to give it an A plus, and um, I'm going to go to the final movie. I did watch another movie, but for some reason, that movie is escaping me, which leads me to believe that maybe it wasn't that good. It wasn't It wasn't an F. It wasn't Good Boys. I know that, because fuck. Good Boys was so bad, I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. Like, don't watch that movie, for real. But the other movie that I saw is, um, it's bad, too. It's bad. Fantasy Island. <coughs> Fantasy Island is um a movie based on the uh the old TV show Fantasy Island. Now I watched that TV show Fantasy Island a little bit when I was a kid, but um I wasn't really um into it into it. You know I watched this TV show, but I wasn't um into it. And so this was a horror adaptation of that show, and um. There was really nothing horrific about it. I mean, I was um honestly never scared because there wasn't no scares in it. They didn't even have jump scares. 
You know what I'm saying? They didn't even have, you know how horror movies can at least get you with the jump scares? They didn't have no jump scares in it. The whole premise was supposed to be scary, but only one of the fantasies was actually scary. The other fantasies were like normal shit. If I could say not normal shit, but like, like the other fantasies weren't horror type fantasies. The one fantasy was scary for the girl who actually wasn't even doing the fantasy. Like the girl that did the fantasy, it wasn't scary for her. It was scary for the person that was in it. You know what I mean? And then, and then the other fantasy, the one fantasy with the woman, wasn't nothing scary for her. Then the thing, like this movie was not scary at all. And then they tried to use some visual scares, like they had um people that had weird things happen, like blood coming out of the guy, like blood coming out of eyes, and like little like nasty shit. That I guess would be scary if you saw it in real life, but it's not scary in a movie, you know what I mean? It's like some shit like if you saw somebody bleeding out their eyes in real life, you're like, oh shit, oh shit, you'd be scared. But if you see it in a movie, it's typical. It's like, this is some typical fucking it shit. This is the kind of shit you see in scary movies, so you're not scared. So I guess the premise, the mindset was supposed to scare you. So it was supposed to be like a psychological kind of horror movie. It just didn't work on no levels whatsoever. Psychologically, it didn't work. Um, horribly, like, I don't know the word for it, but as far as scaring you, it didn't work. As far as, um, as far as, like, making you think it didn't work, it, it ended up being, like, very confusing. Um, even as far as the acting, it didn't work. Like, nothing worked. Nothing worked. And then, um, I'm like, I thought that some of it was going to work because, like, Ryan Hansen's in it, and I like him, you know. I like him. I thought he was, like, a cool, he's a cool actor. And um, who else is in it? And see, that's the thing. Lucy Hale is in it, and I, I thought Lucy Hale was kind of cool as an actor. And Michael Pena is in it. Now, Michael Pena is actually the only bright spot of the movie. He plays um, Mr. Rourke, and he's cool. I'm used to him being goofy. I'm used to him being dumb. I'm used to him doing some dumb shit. Like, he's one of those dumb characters, but he was, like, a straight-laced character, and he was cool, but he he wasn't an important part of the movie. He would come up, make some statements, tell him the story, tell him what's going on, stuff like that. It was serious, but he was the only one that was kind of cool in the movie. The rest of it was kind of like, mm. The acting wasn't even that good. For real, this, I mean, <clears throat> I'm trying to find something that can endear me to this movie and I can't. I can't. I don't even under they don't even really explain how this stuff comes to be. Like this it's just like, oh this island's magical. Boom. This is what it do. Boom. Grant your fantasies. Boom. Like it's no explanation. It's no secret to the island. It's no nothing. And then like I said, it's supposed to be a horror movie. There's no horror about it. Um, even a couple of things that's supposed to be hard. Even a guy that's like running around and trying to kill people, he's supposed to be scary. He ain't scary. He had a stitched up mouth or something, and he hit him on the doctor's thing. He wasn't. He wasn't scary at all. She basically took him out with a little bit of shock shit. Like, mm-mm. and then they had a little plot twist, and the plot twist was supposed to be cool, but the plot twist was confusing. And it wasn't really cool. And the and the, the bad guy that was supposed to be the bad guy and everybody thought, but it was, this girl was bad. It just, mm-mm. Like I said, it's nothing endearing about this movie. I don't know 
It was supposed to be psychological. It wasn't. It was supposed to be interesting. It wasn't. It was supposed to be uh, scary. It wasn't. It's it just it, good acting. Nope. Bad acting. Terrible acting. Some of the acting in this movie was terrible. Okay. So, do I say, let me see. Is this better than Good Boys? No. Maybe. I don't know. I give this an F too. I give Fantasy Island an F. I'm telling you right now. And the funny thing is Fantasy Island is still in theater. So don't waste your money. Because there's no reason to go to the theater to watch this movie. Because there's no reason for you to watch this movie at home. Don't ever watch this movie. Ever. Fantasy Island is just a terrible film. Don't watch it. I mean. I guess. I, I mean I didn't turn it off. So, that's a plus, right? And when I talked to Brittany, Brittany watched it with me. When I talked to Brittany about it, we was, uh, she was like, no, that movie was ass. And I was like, yeah, it was ass. But we didn't turn it off. So I was like, it was one of those movies like, it's cool if you ain't got nothing to do. If you completely bored and you ain't got nothing to do, you could watch it. Or maybe if you get drunk or get high, maybe you can watch it. I don't know. But so far, that movie gets like, Thumbs down, dick down, toes down, everything is down, yo. So, to top it all off, I saw Bombshell, I saw um, Knives Out, I saw Good good, good Boys, I saw Zombie Land Double Tap, I saw Booksmart, and then, what was this movie? Um, Fantasy Island, right? So, like I said, Bombshell, A+, good movie. Um, it goes into intricacies of um, sexual harassment, strong women, weak women, um, crazy men. Like I just that movie was so good. I gave that movie an A plus. Um, what else did I give it? Play Nas Out. Nas Out got an all star cast, funny and serious at the same time. A mystery. It plays on your head, plays with your head, and I'm telling you right now, you're not gonna get it. You're not gonna get this shit. At all good movie. I give that an A plus. Book Smart was very good. Not your typical high school movie, not your typical bully movie. It, it was not what I thought it was gonna be. It was about two girls. Yeah, they were nerdy. Yeah, one of them was a lesbian, but it worked out at the end. It was really cool. Skyler's in it. He's a cool young boy. He's he's crazy, but he's really cool. But I give that movie uh, um I gave it a B because you can't give a movie like that an A. Because it's not, you know, it's not a top quality movie. Saw Zombie Land Double Tap. I give Zombie Land Double Tap and uh, a B two, because I think I gave Booksmart a B plus. I don't know one of them. I gave a B plus. I think it was Booksmart, but Zombie Land uh, Double Tap. I gave a B because you cannot give that movie an A because of the situation that it's in. Um. Oh yeah, I saw Birds of Prey. Um. But I give Birds of Prey. No, I gave Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey was the one who got the B plus. So, I think, um, so, I'm getting confused. Bombshell got A+, Nas Out got an A+, I think Booksmart got an A. I think I did give Booksmart an A, not just not an A+. Then Zombie, um, Birds of Prey got a B+, because I said you can't give that an A. Zombie Land Double Tap got a B, because you can't give movies like that an A. And then, um, Good Guys, and, um, what was the Good Guys, and, um, Fantasy Island, both get complete and total f's okay don't watch them 
I'm, I'm, I, I don't hate. I don't want to hate on nothing. I don't want to say nothing is bad, but I can't recommend this. I got to keep it real. I got to keep it 100 with my people. I cannot recommend watching any of those movies, like The Good Guys or, or um, Fantasy Island. I just can't. I just can't recommend it. I would never watch them again. Under no circumstances will I ever watch those movies again. None. And that's hard for me because I watch bad movies a lot. And I watch movies that I don't like over again just to see. Or if somebody want to watch it, I'll be like, it's cool. We can watch it. But if Brittany ever say, yo, let's watch Good Guys, Good Boys, I'm going to be like, nope. You can watch that by your fucking self. And I love to watch it with Brittany. I love to spend time with her. I love to be around. I love to hug on a rubber butt. All that. I love it. But I'm not watching Good Boys. If you want to watch Good Boys, she watch it by her fucking self. And I'm pretty sure she's not going to ask to watch Fantasy Island again. I'm, I'm, I can almost bet my life that she'll never ask me to watch that movie again. So I don't have to worry about that. So that's it for this podcast because I'm done with my movie reviews. And now I want to say this. If you have a business and you want me to promote your business on my podcast, just let me know. Like I said, you can go on, you can um, find me on Facebook under Lisper Livingston. Or you can go on my Lisper podcast at um at Anchor FM. Go on Anchor FM because if you go on Anchor FM and type in my podcast, you can actually leave me a message. So if you want me to promote your business or you want to talk to me, you want to be a part of my podcast, a guest, go on Anchor FM. Leave me a message and I promise you, I'll make you a guest. I'll, I'll, I'll play your message. I'll do whatever. And like I said, um, if you listen to my podcast and you like it, tell your friends, tell everybody, tell your mom, your dad, your sister, your brother, tell the babies, tell the stranger. Um. Write it on the bus, write Lisper, write Lisper podcast on the bus. I ain't going to tell nobody. When you, and when you go to the bathroom at McDonald's in the store, write Lisper podcast. Write it everywhere you can. I'm not, listen, if you get caught, I didn't tell you to do this shit, all right? Don't be trying to say you work for me. Don't be trying to say nothing. No, don't put me in your shit. But yeah, take a sharpie with you. Write it in the bathroom, in the McDonald's bathroom store. They write all kinds of shit there for a good time call, for a good time listen. Write that shit down. Lisper podcast, okay? I need listeners. And um, like I said, if you want to be a guest, you want to do anything, or you just like my podcast, just leave me a message. Just leave me a message, and I will get back to you. Um, but right now, I thank you for listening. I love y'all. Um, and like I, um, I, you'll hear me next time. I won't. I always, I always want to say see you next time or see you later or something like that. But I can't because I'm not seeing you. So I'm just gonna say continue to listen, and I'll be doing another one this week. And I what was I say I was gonna do it on? Oh, I said I was gonna do it on the um on the Resident Evil, um franchise and i might it's gonna be a double bubble because i can do it on the movies and i can do it on the movies and the video games i beat all of the resident evil video games so i know all about them and i saw all the movies i'm in the resident evil that's my short shot so guess what my next podcast is going to be resident evil podcast and um and i'm gonna do an eminem podcast eminem is the goat okay i'm gonna tell you why eminem is the goat so Look forward to those two podcasts because both of those episodes are going to be coming out this week. And once again, I am your host, Tyrone. This has been the Lisper Podcast, and thank you and good night.